Hey, 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 uh, we're back another week. What's up? This is Malik. This is Aaron. This is Stevie. And this is Trey. And y'all are listening to him. So how's everybody's week been? My week has been fine. Um, I'm still on the job hunt uh, like last week. Uh, it's a little tough for me because I'm I'm expecting a lot of phone calls back and I haven't been getting any. And it has been like fucking with my emotions but i'm also in a really good place because my birthday is coming up and you know i'm just trying to be at a balance for that so i've been okay for the most part wow him has two aries on the 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 panel that's interesting it's not it's (laughs) it's everything girl suck it all up you girls hate on the aries no shade um i've been good i i officially left my job um (laughs) Congratulations. So yes. I'm unemployed. No, I uh, I left my job so I could focus on school. So, um, you know, that's actually, a, it's like a lift of stress off my shoulders. So I'm really excited to uh, continue on into, you know, what I've been doing. And uh, yeah, so that's basically, that's all been going on with me, dog. I'm just trying to do my schoolwork. And I love this Fordham hoodie or sweatshirt that you have on. I finally had to go and get my swag Uh um, because, you know, I've never been to college before. So this whole wearing things with your college name on it is really Uh fantastic to me. So I I was really excited. Uh, This this is a crew neck and I got a hoodie also. And I'm probably wearing this shit all weekend. So as you should be proud of your Neil. (laughs) Yeah. What's up? Hey, Trey. Hello. I'm fine. Um, I'm tired, so yeah, that's it. Bye. Oh, uh-uh, girl. Um, it's been a great week. Um, you know, birthday was last week. Spring. Oh my God. Okay. We could tell stories about that because bitch, me and Malik was out turning the fuck up for his Yo. birthday. I had a really, really good time, and um, I always say I had a really tough year last year, so it's nice to kind of start off 2018 with a bang. Um, and it was a great time to kind of spend time with my friends, but to also spend time with my boo. So I got like a, a, a balance, but we we definitely carried, bitch. If you saw, if you follow me on Instagram, honey, you saw me busting it down. Um, but yeah, I just been, you know, school and, you know, that's about it. Um, but I'm happy to be back on the airways again. This is episode 20? 20 or 21. This is 20. This is 20. Yeah, yeah. My B. My bad, y'all. My bad. No, it's actually 21. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Uh-uh. It is 21. Check the record. I I lost one. I forgot. Well, yeah. Well, we've been putting them out, and y'all been listening, so thank you. (laughs) But yeah, we're just going to go ahead and get started. Um, me and Trey were having a conversation the other day when we were hanging out and, um, something came up and I kind of wanted to ask y'all, how do you, about your personal life and do you feel that life owes you a happy ending? Do you? No, it doesn't. Um, you got to make yourself happy. So life doesn't owe you a chance to be happy. Um, life if it sounds so dumb just to put it out saying it but um life puts you in a place where you either choose to be happy or you choose to be sad um there's so much going on and there's no way to honestly um give it up to just life um you got to make your choice you got to choose to be happy or you can just choose to be sad i mean it's not always an easy choice, but you it's the choice that you have to make. 
What do you feel about it, Stevie? Um, I feel like it's a roller coaster. Um, it's 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 sometimes really hard to tell yourself that oh, um, life doesn't owe you anything because of the things that you go through. Um, I've been through a lot of shit these last couple months, and after all I've been through, I'll have to say that I really think life owes me just a little bit of something. Not maybe a complete happy ending, but a little something because the bitch has been in her fucking whole entire Birkin bag and I don't own one of those but you girls are getting what I'm saying I've been in a mood that I've never been in my life so with that I say life you owe me a little something not a whole happy ending but a little bit of happiness more than what I've been through I think that life is more abstract than we tend to think um when we say that life owes us something it's like you're it's like you gave life a few dollars and you like okay girl my coin back but (laughs) life is more a lot more abstract than that you know not to get all existential but you know life happens it continues on no matter what you know what i'm saying so like no matter what happens to us um something else is happening to somebody else like you know there's so many people in this world and so many beings in this universe because i don't believe we're the only ones i'm going far out there i apologize but (laughs) I don't feel like life owes me anything because life, not to say it doesn't care about me, but it's, it's just, it's, it's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a thing that, you know, I don't think there is like, oh, there has to be a balance between like good and evil and, you know, blah, blah. And I don't, I don't think any of that is a thing. I just think that life is what it is and we just are going to do whatever we do with it. So I don't think life owes me anything. I think it's my job to create my own happy ending. And, um, you know, that'll be difficult because life tends to throw things at you. But um, Jesus. I think in the end, it's about mindset. So um, I think it's my job to create my own happy ending, not life's. Um, I'm going to have to say I totally agree with you um, on the whole. Definitely life does not owe us anything like nobody owes us anything, you know, um, and I in all of my dealings. Within like the last past few years, I've really tried to change my perspective on life itself because I think that the way that we're brought up has us thinking that we're entitled to something. But no, bitch, every day that you wake up is a new slate, you know, Um, and I think that you again, you have to choose what type of person you want to be, you know, and I think um, all of the things that I've been through, regardless if they were good or bad, my mind frame has been to be positive about the situation and I even think back to some of my hardest times bitch there was a moment of like that I kikied you know what I'm saying and it's just like even when you're like down it doesn't mean you're necessarily like a a bad thing you know what I'm saying and I think again I also think that we need to stop associating just like bad times with like you know you're not doing something right you know what I'm saying like it's just like well girl like this is life it happens to other people billions of people and you're not the only one going through this so it's just like you kind of you know you have to push through so it's difficult you know to maintain a positive mindset or at least an optimistic mindset Mm. when it comes to things that you're going through especially if you've had a lot of them happen to you um either in general or in a row. Um, And sometimes you fail. Like, you know what I'm saying? I try to tell myself that, like, all the things that I try to do that are positive in life, I'm going to fail sometimes. I might fail a lot of times, but the point is that I keep trying. And eventually I either achieve whatever it is I'm trying to do or I get to where I am stopping myself before. Because You know what I'm saying? Like, I... It's it's always it always has to be an ongoing thing. Just don't yeah. give up. That's the thing. Like you can be sad. It's you know be sad, be angry, um, but as long as you keep on going. And so yeah, I um I don't I I think I was telling my mother about this the other day, but I around November December of last year, like I wouldn't say I was contemplating suicide, right. but I definitely wanted out. Um. And out of like my problems, as y'all know what I did go through and, and what I've what I've up against. And I think again, I'm not someone who believes in suicide or even I'm I'm not saying that I was contemplating killing myself, but I needed a way out, you know? Um, and I was discussing it with my mom and I was just like, wow. Um, I held on, obviously, you know what I'm saying? But what if I would have like, you know, reached my breaking point, you know? And it's it's so hard to, like living here. Is, is a T <laughs> like life is a T in itself. And then like living in New York city on top of that is a whole different T. So it's just like, um, you really, you really have to make, make, make it, make it your own and, and, and find your own way. So I, um, 
I feel like we're gonna we're gonna talk more in depth about that sort of thing. I did like a different episode. I just um you know suicide and suicidal thoughts they're, they're just more common than anyone might mm-hmm. think or believe. Mm-hmm. Um, in this life, I I like to tell people um that there's a moment uh, sometimes when you're so angry, you're so hurt or sad, and uh, it's like a, there's a moment where you forget that there are people out there that care about you, that somebody's going to be affected. You know what I'm saying? That there are people that are not going to be able to go on without you. Mm-hmm. And you forget all of that. And in that moment, a decision is made and it's either a decision to keep going or a decision to quit. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to be one of those people that thought that suicide was a selfish thing, you know? Um, but it's like, it's not until you're in a situation where you, that thought crosses your mind and you stop that, you know, you realize that, you know, there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to turn this into like a. But I like, know. I'm so sorry to have the conversation <laughs> to go this way. Apologies, apologies, yeah. apologies. But you know, uh, sidebar: anybody who is, you know, on that road or maybe contemplating such a thing, please reach out to one of us. Yeah, reach out to me. Reach out. Reach out to me. I, I'll, I'll talk to you. You know, what I'm saying I, I have things to say that I feel like you should hear. And um, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe I might be able to you know get you back to a place where we can just keep on going. Um, but yeah, whoa, okay. Yeah, I um Hey I, y'all. Okay. <laughs> I just um I, I wanna say two more things. Like I think that um well one I wanted to say when I was living before I moved, I was living in Norfolk, in Norfolk, Virginia, and my roommate actually killed himself in the house. Um, October of like two thousand fifteen. And there's so many things that we could do. So just check on your friends and you know, I love how Tim Hale Tim Hill says, like, you know, check on your friends. Call Even your the people. strong ones. He yeah. Said. And I think that's what I wanted to say. Thank you for bringing me back into my idea. I think I'm one of those type of people that I'm always there for people and I'm always loving and supporting. And it's really hard for me to be in spaces like that because it's just like not only am I concerned that I'm depressed or, you know, I have some something mentally going on, but I'm also trying to keep it together to please everybody because I'm the go to person. So it's just like. I didn't even want to admit to myself that I was like suicidal and depressed, but like looking back on it, I was, you know, so I'm glad to be out of that situation. And, you know, mental, the mental health thing is, it's a constant, you know, um, check in. So, yeah. I had, um, I had a friend who committed suicide years ago. His name was Shane and, um, I miss him every day. And, uh, you know, if I talk about it too much, I'm gonna get emotional, yeah. but, um, it is very, it's very important to, uh, never let, anyone around you forget that you care about them. Um, and not only that, because it can seem hollow if you say it so many times, especially to somebody that might be suffering. Cause it's like, Oh, you just, they're just, you just telling me that, but it's like, not only tell them, but be there, you know what I'm saying? Like actually be there as much as you can. Um, and talk to them, you know, take the conversation beyond the, how are you doing? And haven't talked in a second, you know what I'm saying? Like, steer the conversation into just, they just talk about just whatever. And then maybe some things will come out. Just make that conversation or that laugh or that joke or that smile or that hug. That might be the thing that keeps somebody from making that decision. And it's, it's so important. Um, But let me stop because I'm starting to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That brings up a story. Um, It's not like a story time moment, but uh, maybe uh, last week I was talking to a friend that um, I've made through social media. His name is Tommy. Um, and we sometimes have like a moment where we check in with each other and we haven't spoken in maybe a year, but every time that we get involved in talking, um, we bring up like situations that we're going through and the shit that I've been going through, I sat down and I spoke to him and he gave me such a different outlook that really changed my attitude. Cause my attitude honestly has been the worst it's ever been through the shit that I've been going through. And me and him sat on fucking FaceTime and talked for maybe five hours and he was explaining what was going on with him and I was explaining what was going on. And we like came to a common ground like, bitch, you got to get your shit together and keep pushing. Because I was just like, Tommy, I really don't know what to do. And I'm getting advice from everybody, but I'm not sure how I'm supposed to. He gave me one speech, bitch. And I was just like, bravo, this is exactly what I needed to hear. And I'm like pushing everyone, pushing everyone off of me, trying to help me find a balance. But this like one conversation I had with him and it was just like, Bitch is good. I'm good now. I'm not even as upset as I was. I'm still fucking, I'm still in my situation, but I'm able to push forward and not just keep my mind on the the negative and just keep going towards the positive. That was an amazing conversation that we had. I wish I could have recorded it because I'd have been listening back to it like an audible. 
Um, I just want to also say this small thing that um, I'm really trying to get out of. I feel like sometimes my happiness is controlled by how much money I have. <gasps> Can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? Go ahead. And I just want to change that because I don't think that's always like a good. That's not good. That's not good. I mean, but that that's definitely that's one hundred percent a product of of society. Yeah, it's really fucked. If um, my coins ain't right, I ain't making no moves, and that's the problem. I mean, if you want to get deeper, it's capitalism. But yeah. you know, just in general, like so many things require money. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So many things, like um, you know, your average twenty something, you know, whatever, like student loans, bills, transportation, nose, you know what I'm saying, like all sorts of bills Baby. and. It's it's commonly like that's just it's a common thought and it might even be true in a way like if I had more money, I could take because it's like those things are a source of our stress. So it's like if we can get all that shit paid off, do you know how much happier we would be? How much more lighthearted we would be? And I think that's why my skin looks good. (laughs) Like it's better because I've been you know I haven't been stressing. Um, but like living in New York, obviously you know we money 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 like literally sucks up every dollar that i have but um yeah um that's all i wanted to say on that but um we'll be back quick break hey babes it's aaron and you're listening to him make sure to check us out on instagram and twitter at him podcast and take a look inside our brains at himpodcast.com all right we back from the break i hope that you took some time for yourself to get right um this is so random but i know how i go by sister good puss Mm. (laughs) my new name is payola (laughs) (laughs) so y'all can Miss Payola, honey, because I pays the girls. <laughs> oh so God. random. But no, I didn't know Payola was a real word. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yo. Yo. I need to get back because I've been doing my word of the day. Right. That's- but I actually it. stopped because I was that. I was drunk a few times and I forgot. And then I was tired. So I haven't been doing it. But I, I'm, I'm going to go back to doing it. On, people was kind of enjoying it on Twitter. So I'm no. going to go back to doing my word of the day. I retweeted. I also added to the list that I've been working on. Right. Um, and I actually look forward to it because I, I really do retweet. And I'm like, oh, okay, I hey, got ready, you know. But don't tease me if it's not going to be a thing. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm going to start back doing it because they send me a notification every morning. So yeah. I'm going to I'm I'm start doing it again. That's a good thing. But, yeah, so um, we got, look, on the board, we have a hot topic that um, it's very fitting for me since I have a man now. Mm. Um, the girls <laughs> are married. Okay. okay, the girls are hitched. So, look, I went to lunch with the guy. Look. <laughs> I actually went to lunch with one of our listeners, and it was strictly plutonic. And um, he's a great guy. Really enjoyed him. But um, the reason why I want to bring up this topic is because um, I think that how we look at relationships, how we view monogamy and, and, and things, and how we carry on romantically are totally different. Um, and I think that's, like, where we get messed up you know, with relationships and things. So I kind of wanted to like discuss monogamy versus open relationships. Have you been in one? What's your viewpoints? What's up? Yeah, Silence <laughs> <laughs> on the line. Right. No, I was trying to get time to gather my, I don't, I don't have my thoughts gathered yet. Well, have you ever been in an open relationship that no, you know of? Look, <laughs> yeah, right. That I know of. I no, that. I actually, I haven't, but um, I'm, I'm open to it. Mm. Um, okay. I think that, I don't know. It's just so easy to be like, no, because I don't share and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, here's the thing about sharing. It's like, you can't think of a person like a necklace. They're, you know, they're a person and, you know, they're just as complex as you are. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I am not one that says things like monogamy is outdated and stupid. Like if, you know, there are people who believe in that Mm -hmm. and I'm here for it. Um, you know, I believe in it too, to an extent. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, sometimes we as humans, you know, we tend to, sometimes we we look, you know, in, in other places, you know what I'm saying? And if you're able to separate 
Because I think one of the facets of, I, this is not me speaking as an expert, this is me, you know, talking about somebody, talking as somebody who has observed and maybe talked to a few people that have been in open relationships, it's more about emotion than it is about physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the core of their relationship is based off of uh, affection, intimacy, you know what I'm saying, an emotional connection. And if you were to venture outside of that with someone else, it would, you know, probably be mostly just physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have that separation between emotion and physical so that there isn't any connection that re- that lingers after sex. It's just sex. It's just a way to, you know, satisfy or just, you know, proverbially scratch an itch and then they come <laughs> Back to the person. And then on top of that, not only do you come back to that person, but you're open and honest with them. I met this person. Right. You know what I'm saying? We pursued this or we we're planning to pursue this. And it's completely, there. there's absolutely no secrets, no hiding, no half-truths, nothing. It's complete. And, like, and I love that. The reason why I love that is because even in monogamous relationships, there are secrets Maybe. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like it's commonplace to keep like certain things from your partner, and it's like to be honest, if if you know if the only way that I can get full and complete and total communication is to be in an open relationship, then it's no shade. Like I might have to pursue that option because I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who is keeping things from me or not saying something when they're angry or you know just keeping it to themselves in the stew. Like all those sorts of things are like common in a monogamous relationship, and I think that an open relationship kind of. I'm not saying that all open relationships are absolutely the prototype, mm-hmm. but it's like you know, it's easier to be more, because like the the foundation of it is being open. You know what I'm saying? You have to be or else it's not going to work. So it's like, I'm here for that more than I am for monogamy, but. Yeah, no. Um, so for me, um, I do believe that there is a connection between physical and emotional. Um, I think that, yes, you may be completely honest with your partner, and what you do, who you you're with, and whatnot. But secrets are are given in life. We all have secrets. There's there's no way that you're gonna live a life without having a secret. No one's truthful a hundred percent of the time. If so, life ain't really working out that well. Okay. So for me, I think that yes, I'm going to be. If you're in an open relationship, yeah, you're gonna. You guys came to a, an agreement that oh, we're gonna talk to or we're gonna sleep with or we, whatever the agreement that you came up with, and you're being open about it. But you can also start feeling that person, whoever it is. If you are, I. It reminds me of. I know, like it, it's not. It's a stereotype, but the insecure, draw, dr- yeah, draw and um, ooh, Molly. Mm-hmm. And there's no way on God's green earth that you can't see that they both have not just that physical uh, connection, but that emotional connection. And he ain't telling his wife. Because who wants to hear from somebody, oh, yeah, I love you. You my wife. I got that. We got that emotional. Yeah, we got that emotional. But I'm now starting to gain this emotional connection with someone else. And that does not become an open relationship. That becomes not I don't want to say it falls and becomes polygamy, but it becomes the, the idea that, oh, let's see if we can have more than just one. And it it sometimes that's where sometimes falls. And I know for myself, I like monogamous relationships. I have, yes, we all have the thing of, I don't like to share. Um, Baby. I don't like nobody seeing your penis that ain't me, whatever. But, I I mean, yes, that's fine. And that's for me. But I'm just saying that I don't, I do emotional and physical at the same time. So for me, that just wouldn't work. I can't cut off one and say, well, baby, I got the emotional connection with you and I got the physical with her. I can't do that. So that's for me. I'm giving my perspective for me. <laughs> um, I'm not talking about the general people out there in the world, but for my Trey, <laughs> for Trey Parker, T-R-E-Y-P-A-R-K-E-R, I can't do it. My emotions and physical connection with people don't separate when the door closes. So and the door is closed. The door when, when is closed. When I'm putting, the, when your drawers come on, that doesn't end the, the emotions. Right. 
So for me, that that's all I got to say. <laughs> um, I think sometimes you really I, I'm just going to keep it real short and sweet sometimes you can't help who you connect with because sometimes you sit and say to yourself that you're connected to one person and then another person could come into the into the view and change your whole view of everything that you've been going through or anything that you feel for that person because I've been there and I've done that and I'm leaving it at that Lord but I'm just saying did you end that shit first? <laughs> I ended it. Okay. It's that's still there, though. That's all Literally. I cared about. All I care about is if you are in... Here's this. I don't like to pretend. I don't want you to pretend to me that you want a monogamous relationship when you want an open one. Okay. Don't pretend with me. So for me, if you end up feeling some type of way, you either end that shit or you start to have a discussion because you're not going to trick. I'm not even, I don't want to say trick. You're not going to put me in the position where I don't know what's going on. Um, I want to say that maybe a year ago, this the young man that I was dating, um, he wanted to have an open relationship and I was totally against it. Um, but just how I view relationships and sex since that experience have totally changed. Um, obviously the relationship that I'm in now, it's monogamous, but, um, I think the biggest thing for me is having the room to expand and still grow, um, outside of my relationship. Um, and it's very important to me because like, you know, I'm, I am one person, but, I am a very complex person, so I feel as though, like, you know, who he sees and who he knows is, it, it's me, but I'm, I'm ever-changing, you know what I'm saying? So, and I feel like, for me, monogam monogamy is so permanent, um, and I've always been, like, afraid to be in relationships because of that. It's just like, well, what if I wake up in two or three weeks and I totally want something different? Are you going to be able to be versatile? Are you going to be able to, um, you know, grow and change with me, you know? Um, but I, I, I totally, like, I don't, I don't like that the girls nowadays, they use op the open relationship to be messy, like, Girl, don't use the open relationship to be messy. Do that to actually experience the relationship. Because if if y'all just fucking whoever you want, y'all could y'all not dating. That's not a relationship, bitch. Y'all just fuck buddies. And for me, when you said that whole point of just um, what if you wake up in the morning and that person isn't not that person isn't who you want to be with, but yeah, you you've changed Change. and you're mm -hmm. looking for something more, or you're, I think. That needs to begin a discussion then. I think a lot of times I often say, yes, I'm down from it. Now, I am a monogamous person, but I'm also the type of person that when I, I will end a relationship. Um, <laughs> okay. I will end a relationship. And I mean, at certain points, you grow as a human being. Oh, and yeah. I'm not afraid to say, well, at one point in time, this is what I wanted. It was cute. And this is, you You gave me everything that I wanted. And I appreciate you helping me as a human being. But I also know that you, I don't see you growing in a certain aspect. And I don't see me growing with you in that same respect. And I will end it. It's, it's, it is what it is. I'm not going to try. It, it becomes a prison when you are holding on for, dear, for just monogamy's sake. Mm -hmm. You're just holding on like, oh, we said we were going to be monogamous or no, just in that shit because you both aren't going to be happy and that's going to lead to to the shit that ain't worth it. Now, this is some tea that's hot off the press, honey. So I think that what I'm going to run into and I, I have total sovereignty because he doesn't listen to the podcast but um, this is something that I, I don't mind sharing with him and sharing with y'all but one um. You know, said guy is a full top. Um, I'm not really anything, but I know that I'm not going to be getting dick in the ass every day. Um, and I think I fear that sexually I'm going to outgrow this just because, girl, I like to have my hands in all the pots, you know. And if I'm only getting one thing, then I'm not being satisfied, you know. Um, so 
that's where I see like an open relationship coming in and like, you know, you bringing in a third or you entertaining other couples. And I know I'm all over the place with this, but, you know, um, so, yeah, like that's that's where I am with monogamy and open relationships. Um, yeah, like, you know, but also he's so far removed from the gay community that he doesn't really understand what bringing in a third is. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like to him, it's cheating. You know what I'm saying? But to me, it's just like, it's me exploring my sexuality, you know, and, and, and me. So, yeah. So, so the, th- oh, go ahead. I mean, no, we just want to be careful, you know, to um, not make the people that, you know, are interested in full monogamy mm-hmm. with absolutely nobody else being included. We don't want to make those people like feel othered or ostracized. Right. Um you know, we're evolving as a society and what we want in relationships and romance and sex is changing and, 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 and getting bigger and broader. But the people who want that, just that, you know, just me and you and nobody else, you know, whatever, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I don't ever want to oh, put no. that in the universe or make it seem like that's something that is outdated and you need to grow up and, you know, do this instead. Like, come on, like, come on with the rest of us. Like, that's not necessary. Like, do your thing. Um, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, I, I kind of feel the same way, but then, yeah. you know, there are times where I don't. So that's why I start to look at, you know, other options because um, if I'm not 100% going to be like, 100% like it's going to be me and you, like there are going to be times where I'm going to be looking elsewhere, you know, so it's, it'll be better for me to be open about that at jump than, you know, not so. But just those people that want that monogamy, man, like go for it. I'm here for it. Oh, and yeah. not even in a patronizing way. Like that's, that's what you want, then go for it. I, I never want to make you feel like you're, you're, you're wrong or weird for, you know, wanting that thing because that's, that's a real thing. I, um, so I, this is, uh, I have a question for everybody. Do you feel like you can find love in New York City? Because I feel like there's like this big thing like, oh, if you're in New York and you don't come looking for love because you can't find love in New York. I think that is the reason why people can't find love in New York because yeah, they yeah. hear that mm-hmm. or somebody tells them that when they get here and then they operate, you know, in the dating scene or the romance <laughs> scene with that in mind. And so it's like you block yourself off even subconsciously from finding something. Um, New York City is big. It's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moving parts. You know what I'm saying? So my people are always on the go. And so it can be a little more difficult to find someone to get in that bubble with right. you. You know what I'm saying? But it's not impossible. Um, you know, I have I, I know people that have found love here. You know, so and it, it, it's definitely possible. You just have to try. And don't let the perception of it. Like, just because, you know, every single person you know in New York City so far hasn't found love yet, that ain't got nothing to do with you. And there are way too many people in the city for you to just base your entire love life based off of those two friends. You know what I'm saying? So, I think it's possible. Maybe we just haven't found it yet. Um, I think with myself, I've been looking for love in all the wrong places. Um, Be be honest. Be honest. Um, It's, just to bring up a, like a story or whatever um there's a guy for some reason and i know he is not the right one for me but these last couple of weeks i cannot get this dude off of my brain i'm actually thinking about him right now but i know he is not the one that i need to be falling in love with him and it's just like he's just there and it was an episode that we had and i was like i shouldn't have done it because i already know that he is the label fuckboy um he is not in like relationship mode he doesn't want a relationship and what did i do i got involved and i kept saying to myself bitch you should not be giving him the time of day and this dude is just stuck on my brain and it's just like what the fuck steven you need to get it together bitch let him go but i can't for some fucking reason i'm just so connected to him cue love on the brain by okay. rihanna <laughs> mood um <laughs> baby uh, trey what you asking me for? I gave my point, to Girl, we asked, can you find love in yeah. New York City, honey? Oh, oh. Ah. Well, I mean, you can find love anywhere. I mean, love isn't just one person. Like, I just, I don't get the, the whole, oh, you can't find love in New York City. I mean, you're going to find love for certain reasons. It may just be for June and July and august and and august through to january the new year you found a new love like i mean um now are you going to find that person that you have that utmost connection with and and that you are i don't want to say deeply in love but are truly in all with Mm -hmm. and can't see yourself 
ever without that person. I mean, it's possible. It's very possible. Um, But it's possible every goddamn where I can be in. And I feel like I hate that I keep saying this, but I could be in Wisconsin and and do that. And that's no shit. Like, I kind of do want to go to Wisconsin, though. Okay. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, you can find anybody anywhere. Like, I feel like just because you live in New York is not the hardest place in the world. I mean, think about people that live in India. I mean... Like, there's so many people there, and they find love. I mean, think about think about anywhere, like, or you can think about Antarctica. There's five people there, but they some of them find love. Played in that snow, and like, I mean, you can find love anywhere. And I just feel like that anyone that just says, "Well, you're in New York City, and it's so hard to find love," like that's just not realistic because it's just like. It's going to be hard to find love in general. Love is hard to find. It's not open. It's not like the the um, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Like you're not, it's not a pack of Skittles. You can't buy it at the, okay. at the, at the poppy store around the corner. Like you got to, like you got to search for it. And so it's not that hard. I was just going to say that love takes discipline. It really does. And you have to be a dis- disciplined person to be in a relationship, you know, because there are responsibilities. And, you know, I talk about, you know, my new endeavor. <laughs> um, and people want and expect things from you, you know. Um, but as far as like dating in New York City, I mean, I feel like if you live here, most people aren't looking to for love. That's what I will say. So it's going to be hard for you to be patient and to persevere. Um, because there there came a time where like, okay, like, I don't want to hook up, but like, you feel like all you're getting are like, invitations to hook up, you know. Um, but I don't necessarily you have to say to yourself, this is like what I want to do. And you have to set up at a direction, you know, you can't say you're looking for love, but still want to be a mess as well. And nothing's wrong with being a mess, honey, be a mess until you ready to stop being a mess, you know? But again, I think that when you said you, you were looking for love in all the wrong places, you have to be honest with yourself. And I don't think that most people in New York are looking for love. So you can't find love if you ain't looking for love. My, um, not saying that we out here looking for love. You know what I mean. I mean, like we're so like I to- our lives, baby. I totally agree with the whole. Um, I forget where you went with that. <laughs> okay, Whatever. right. Me too. But um, for me, I want to just say that I used to be like I. I know I t- talked to Malik about it, but I used to be one of those relationship girls. Like I used to be in a relationship all the time. If you knew me, if I got out of one, I was in one within a week. Oh like. I was that girl. Like, I never was not in a relationship. And so, for the past two years, I haven't been in a relationship. And I don't want to hook up with nobody. I don't want to do that. And that's the thing that I know I don't. But it's been a lonely fucking time. And it takes, for me, it's about dedication. If I say, yo, I don't want to hook up. I can't be out here like, well, I don't want to hook up on Mondays and Tuesdays, yeah. but on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I'm down. Really no, you got to be, you got to go. I'm the type of person that I have to go cold turkey or I'm not going to go at all. Um, <laughs> like with this veganism, like I got to go. Like when I told Malik, it Are was like, beginning? <laughs> like when I said to him, I was like, yo, I'm going. Like it was one day. I had my last supper, as my family likes to call it. We have our last suppers. Um, you have whatever you want to eat, and you go cold turkey. I literally have a pack of Reese cups left in my drawers that I can't eat because it's chocolate. Like Childish. I bought them, and I'm not eating them until April 23rd, and that's it. Like I go hard about the things, and so for me, it's about dedication. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I want to find love and I want to just be in a monogamous monogamous relationship and I don't want to hook up with nobody, but then go out here like (laughs) throwing my ass. Bust it wide open. Throwing it back at the next dude that walks down the corner that I think is real fine. So I think you have to be real with yourself. Yeah. And being real with yourself is telling yourself hard truths. And 
I know that it's hard as hell to tell yourself hard truths, but I've learned that I'm my worst enemy. And if I can't tell myself, I can't look to nobody else to say it. So that's that's me right there. Yeah, yeah. I um overall I think that um, you know, like I said, you have to be a very disciplined person if you want to um anything in life, no shade. Um, and the older that I get, I'm learning to be clear in my wants and my desires, you know, because sometimes we think we want something, but we really don't want it. <laughs> so um it's just more or less like, you know, knowing what you're asking for. Um but yeah, um, Trey, can you pull up the listener question and let us know what's going on? We have a listener question to answer. Oh, shit. Hold on. <laughs> Goes through files. We got d- too many damn files. <laughs> and, and questions a, from the And game. shit, I'm the one who got to find them all. <laughs> it's giving a little a, a tight. Okay. Yes, hold on. Give me one second. No, I got intermission because my old... Melanin brother got that motherfucking do rag. Look, <laughs> mama put her piece on, and I was keying in the corner. Do rag, poppy. Do rag, daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, cause I gotta preserve. You know, you know what I'm saying? Cause the greatness. Uh-huh. You know, niggas out here gonna try to ruin your ruin your head. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta put a little protection on yeah. one time. You know what I'm saying? Featuring the nose ring. Hey, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Uh, out here, Tupac did. life. You oh, know what, what I'm saying? As much as Aaron says he doesn't like compliments, I just. Maybe. I love to flood him with compliments. Okay, so, no shade. so honestly, that's a lie. He does like compliments. Right, and that's what I'm saying. And I think that <laughs> it's it's there. very much that's like I, it's like the it's like the um the blonde that says like oh my god I'm so ugly and then everyone uh-huh. goes around like girl you're so pretty. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Come on in. First of all, I want to see receipts because I never say I didn't like compliments. <laughs> Never said that. What about uh, the attention? N- n- the the attention can be a little a totally different thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Compliments. I, I love compliments. Here's the thing. It's just um, people have said or people have expressed that they don't feel like I'm genuine when I respond to compliments. Oh no. Um, I never get that. And I really am. Like I like I love compliments. I mean, like you know, that's great. Like if you're gonna give them to me, I I, I think that's fantastic. But I'm always really, really, really appreciative. Yeah. Like because. This shit is not easy. Like, <laughs> let them know, girl. No, but like, also, uh, aside from that, it's just it's really kind, you know, for people to, you know, to say like to show appreciation. You know what I'm saying? And I love that. So I'm always gonna be really, really appreciative, and I and I love the love that I get. You know, sometimes it can be like I can be like shit, like y'all are doing a lot, but other times, you know, most of the time I absolutely love it. So. That's why he says so outrageous things that he'll be like, <laughs> but no, don't do it. Like when he said, <laughs> he said something, something about you, your oh, body we, being soft and warm or something. When we was talking about uncut dicks, bitch. We oh, was talking yeah. about, he was like, oh, I ain't going to say send me the uncut dicks, right. but, but send me the uncut dicks. <laughs> yeah. But see, that's a bold see. Look. I call him. No, you know? but I really, look, I'm one of those type of people that I like giving compliments and this is so random, me but I okay, really, I'm over, you know, I got this question. So. Well, no, I just want to say that I, when I give compliments, I try not to get, be too rowdy because I feel like people will think Take that they're that not genuine. Because I, when I see the girls, I'm like, bitch, girl, you go up. And like, that's literally like what I give. Mm-hmm. But like, sometimes it may feel pe- make people uncomfortable. Yeah. So like, I don't want to turn it into like a bad thing. So it's just like, well, girl, you should have never gave a compliment. But yeah. Okay. So we have a listener uh-huh. question. Um, So... Lord, yeah. This, um, <laughs> Lord. Okay. First off, let me let me do a PSA and a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to thank whoever you are for sending this letter. We love you. Yeah. Um, these comments may be harsh, but realize they are out of love. Okay. Um, love you. And we thank you for listening, and we thank everybody out there for listening. But we thank you for listening and being open and honest enough to share your story, who you are, because it, that is hard. Mm-hmm. And so, thank you. So here we go with the question. I feel like I'm like, um, whatever. I feel like I'm about to start typing like Carrie Bradshaw. Um, so the, the, the submission was not black enough. Um, and the, they named it Lonely Listener. Um, shit, should I even go from the beginning or should I start? I don't even. You can start from the top. Lord. Well, no, well, just because she, she no shade, Miss Thing, girl. No, you, no I'll, I'll read it. I love reading things. I read with, I read with emotion. So, 
Uh, so you want to do a dramatic read? Can Not I put this? Reading, can I put, put this on your reel for your for acting? Like, can we send this? Yeah, it you read, and then we can put, put it on you your out acting there. reel. Look at her. You're not putting shit on my acting reel, I but that's right. I like to I, I like to read things. All right, so here here we go. Not black enough. Hey y'all. So I just listened to the Eat Pray episode, and it just so happened I was scrolling dating sites and apps, and it hit me that I should bring this to you guys. Feel free to answer this on the show. I think you all have interesting collective experiences. So I'll start by explaining myself. I'm an immigrant to the U.S., arrived when I was 15, and I'm not coming from a wealthy family, but I was given everything I needed to be comfortable. Essentials. I'm coming from a poor country. I've always grown up liking video games, anime, cartoons, and a couple other interests that are very nerdy. When I moved to the U.S., I moved to a very nice, clean suburb in Virginia, and to be frank, it's as white as ever. This was great as I was able to find people I could connect with in terms of my interests, and that also meant my American accent I adapted was heavily white American suburban. Even growing up, I was never hard. Granted, I know hard life and I'm no bitch, but I don't force any kind of strong attitude. I've grown out of it now, but I've always been shy, introverted, quiet, calm, seemingly, and generally just always in my own lane. However, to this day, there are parts of my personality that do not come out until I'm comfortable with a person. This could be up to like six months long. It just depends. I'm not much different from even you all on the show. I identify with literally all four of you in one way or the other. So fast forward, a lot of personal development to today. I'm 24. I can put forth the extrovertedness. I have friends of all color. I'm comfortable with myself. I went to an HBCU for a while. It was great experience and it helped me feel more comfortable. And I still have all my friends. And that department is great but I can't seem to find a man that will be attracted to me. And I'm kind of wondering if I'm doomed. White guys are cool and could date one, especially if they're more on the open-minded side of things. Well, I could date any race, to be honest. But there's sometimes a level of comfort that I get with another black man that's irreplaceable. And honestly, with the environments that I grew up in, a strong, masked black sometimes seems like the most attractive and comfortable thing to me. But they don't like me. I'm too white, I'm too nerdy, I'm too proper, and like, I'm not trying to change myself for these people to want me. Honestly, if they got to know me, they'd see that that's not the case, but people are so shallow that they can't get past how I present myself at a first impression, and I just don't get it. Am I going to be stuck trying to attract white men that don't like black men? Am I just going to play the Asian game till I find one I like? Let me tell you, they give me the most attention. But like, my own goddamn kind doesn't like me because I'm not quote-unquote real, it's just frustrating. I scroll across a lot of guys on Jacked or Grinder that are black and seem to have their shit together. They finally made something for themselves, and I'm like, finally! I don't want a bum. But then they're just not vibing. I think I'm just going to be single forever or find me an Asian boy. And I hate to break this down so much by race. It's not about that, really, but I do have to be pragmatic a little bit at what's in front of me. And I just want to know if the majority of black men aren't going to give me a second or third chance or more just because I can't vibe. What do you all think? Maybe I just need to get out more and socialize or network better. Maybe I'm just ugly and the only excuse they can find than to say you're ugly. Looking forward to hearing from you guys. Thanks. Okay, so first, uh, side note, um, I wouldn't have picked Aaron to read in class when I was at school because I always like to get the people that would trip up. So oh, no. I'm definitely never letting you read. A, setting the girls up a disaster. Um, <laughs> second, um... Um, no. Um, I, I just want to be nice. Um, okay, so one thing that I, I want to just say about the question, um, being proper isn't being white. I think that's something that is often said. Um, it's, it's like a thing like a, sometimes we do have a white voice. It's a cold switch, right? I call it customer service. No, it. I call it a cold switch, and I know my cold switch is very well. I do. I mean, honey, look. Let's let me let me be real with y'all. I go to FIT, and there's about five black people everywhere. (laughs) Campus faculty, faculty. Like it's like all around. I got a survey recently about you are one of the only black men on the campus. There's like five of us. So for me, yes, you got a cold switch. I, I totally understand that. But I think that the men aren't, those men just aren't for you. Like, you can like masculine black men and, and all that, but there's going to be one out there for you. Like, I mean, if that is who you're destined to be with, that's who you're going to be with. Um, I think just because pe- nobody has the same interests. I mean, 
shit, none of us, I mean, we have some of the same interests here, but we all don't like the same damn music. And we surely don't like the same damn people as our side-eyed Stevie. Um, Listen, it is what it is. And so I want, I want, my one thing is I want you to essentially just be more, a little bit open-minded. I think the, the men aren't into you because they're just not into you. Like, okay, come on in. Yes, Aaron. Hi, I'm brother sorry. Fordham. Okay. No, no, no. Because I'm sorry. I don't mean. I'm, I want to be stern with you, baby. You are being anti-black. Here's how I know the things that you said in that email. You've allowed those white friends that you made when you first moved to the U.S. to influence what you, what you think of black folk, okay. which is awful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're the one that chose your, you know, uh, white suburban America accent, and the way that you move through the world is subconsciously influenced by that anti-blackness. And you said you don't want to be make it about race, but it is about race because that's all you talked about the entire email. Yeah. And you highlighted how, well, white men are cool and, ooh, Asian men are cool, but, you know, whatever. And then when you finally talk about black men, you say that you're, you're, it's like a prerequisite. They have to have their shit together. That's white influence, there babe. You know what I'm saying? That's white influence. It's like we don't have to have our, so we got to have everything that the white man has in order for you to be attracted to us. And then you have the nerd to complain when we're not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you have that in your head and that, that comes out in your actions, how you how you present yourself, especially in person, and even on the apps. The conversation that you have with people on there, they can see that. They can feel it. That anti-blackness is never going to get you anywhere with black men, babe, ever. You're going to have to unlearn that, unpack it, because you've allowed those white friends that you have to influence you. So d- d- unpack all that. Because it's not like I, I, get, I get attention from white men. I get attention from Asian men. You know what I'm saying? But like that, I mean, I'm not saying it don't mean nothing to me because I... Enough about you and, you, and the men that you like you. I'm trying to make a point. Go ahead. What I'm saying that. is that, you know, I get attention from men of different, you know, races, ethnicities, nationalities, what have you. Um, but none of that has any effect on my relationship with black men. You know what I'm saying? Like you're allowing all of that other attention to distract you or to... You're using that as an excuse or as a crutch. If you just want to date white and Asian men, baby boy, do so. Come on, baby boy. You know what I'm saying? Nobody is going to be like, oh, blah, blah, because like if you all you're dating is those men, they're not going to be the ones to be like, you date more black men. Hey, bro, do your anti-black bullshit, but if you're going to do it, be proud about it. Don't come crying to us about how, oh, black men don't like me. Girl, no, you don't like black men. And so you need to reverse that. And if you can't, then that's fine. But I don't want to, I mean, you know, like I said, I'll be stern with you. Now, nah, this is some bullshit you just wrote us. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, yet and still, she said she connected with all of us. And yeah. then she's giving that in the fucking email, girl. You didn't really connect with us, girl. You got no, so many other. Yeah, baby. I'm sorry. Wow. We're not, no, we're this, not we're not, this is not a reading session, baby. This is us. What? Listen, we I just you, it, listen. You you said that you connected with all of us, baby, and then you gave all that shit that you gave in your email. I don't really know what you think of connection, but I don't think that was like a straightforward connection. That was all over the place, and you talked about things that you didn't want to talk about. And now we know exactly how you feel. Well, I don't want to read him. I want to say that I share the plight in wanting to be in love with a black man as well. Okay. That is Sorry a that. that is a very a real a challenge. And also, we don't want to take away from the fact that you know black men have because I've been called too white for the way that I present myself okay. and the way that I speak. And you know, so there's definitely that stereotype that's there, it's and I real. don't want to diminish or erase that. But back to you. Okay. Yeah, but I feel like like she's he, he who he the young man that that wrote into us. Um, I feel as though like. Girl, it was slightly like a white person read it. I mean, wrote it because it was very much of like, oh, well, I have these friends and, you know, I went to a HBCU and it's just like, well, sis. It's like, it's like you're pandering to us. Like, we don't care about, like, you ain't gotta that doesn't it, that doesn't make you more black just because you went to HBCU and you have right. friends of all color. You sound like a white person trying to convince us. Yeah. That yo oh yeah no I'm cool I'm hip you know what I'm saying I got black friends I yeah. I went to I went to Howard you know what I'm saying like that girl yeah. come on but I'm not gonna be too hard on you because you are only 24 so I think that it's just as far as like growth and experiences with just bl- other black people you have the time to do that and I don't I I don't want you to rush it but do understand also and this is some advice that I gave last week on eat pray him was girl you need to find your own tribe. And most of those black men on those apps, honey, I'm not I'm not trying to say they're not about nothing. But sometimes we go through life wanting something that we don't need, you know, meaning like, bitch, 
you know what I'm saying? It's just like, girl, you think you're going to be out here, you know, meeting the love of your life and you're not. You know what I'm saying? You just need to find your own tribe. There is going to be a black man out there that is into anime and whatever. There are. My name is Aaron. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying DM me, but I'm saying like we exist. You know what I'm saying? You not know. No, I'm not saying that either. Don't DM me. (laughs) But what I'm saying is like, you know, we're out there. You're not some rare breed, my niggas. Yeah, and I just I just think that bitch, it's no shade, honey. I I do some things and I can't believe my man like me, but he does. And it started with me being myself and just like, girl, it's on the table. It is what it is. I'm giving what I'm giving and if you're not accepting it, bitch, fuck you. Okay. Um. Yeah. That was all I have for. I'm. I can't do too much. I'm, no, yeah. But I'm, I'm really working appre- on myself. So yeah. I really I'm appreciate you wa- you writing in. And I, again, I think it is a real issue that um there are people who feel like it's hard to date within other you know within within the the black community. So I do want to highlight that. But also, baby, you just gotta find somebody that loves you and fuck everybody who don't. Oh, that just made me think of Tony Brax. I gotta find me a man. <laughs> no. Um. Well. Anyway, I, I'm sidetracked but that brings me to the best part it's song it's our jam of the week right yeah. oh god i already know what these two hoes yeah say. you know what i'm giving bitch um so <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm like with ratchet one and ratchet two um so go ahead malik go ahead bitch i got the motherfucking album up first of all hold on i got my motherfucking <laughs> I got my lube with me, but my song of the week is Bickin' Head, that new Cardi, that fire, that bitch, that Bronx season bitch. That is, um, I'm so glad that this album is out and, you know, she big ups to the Bronx, big up to Cardi, like, um, you know, New York is all day, you know. That's all you have for that? That's all I have to say, bitch. Uh, I thought it was going to be like, I thought you were going to be like, why I love the song, but never mind. Oh, no, I love it. No, I know why you love it because you're ratchet as hell. (laughs) No, you're throwing it back with with all the oil. Okay, glad. (laughs) Yes, you are, honey. Now we know. This is what my night was given last night. But no, I love Cardi's album because it sounded like she really had fun recording the album. Like, so um, that's all, you know, I have to say. Okay, Stevie, your turn. Um, well, I ain't on Cardi because this bitch stole my song, but um, the, my jam of the week is uh, JoJo Rise Up. Um, I've been listening to her Mad Love album for like the last two weeks straight, like just listening to it. And Rise Up is the last song on the album. And I think it's like more so of an anthem to just keep going and not stop what you're doing at all, especially with relationships. Because I think she was really touching based on the relationship in that song. Um, but I definitely connected with it. It's my song i'm probably gonna listen to it again after this damn recording but yeah rise up by jojo shout out to her okay my song is nice for what by drake okay brand new Mm -hmm. you know and (laughs) let me tell you why i like that song mama just came out um so every time i hear it i think of t.s madison and I just want to do my my titty bounce, right? Poor. But I ain't got no titties to really bounce, so I can't. So I just I just bounce my my neck uh-huh. up and down, my neck and my um my head. So, but I'm really it really gets me in that mood. Like I'm just gonna let y'all know that if I get a good bounce Jersey Club remix, okay. it will be an intro. So I'm just gonna let you know now that I do have um just wait on that. Was it? Is it Big Frida? I saw yes, it. Big Frida, honey. Me, I was like, yes, minute, yes, Frida. Uh, I mean, you can never go wrong with a Big Frida um sample, and it's sampling Lauren Hill. Right. Now, let me tell you something. Also, mm-hmm. I have realized that a little bit of the miseducation of Lauren Hill is a little problematic in the um. Now that we're in uh, okay, 2018, uh-huh. um, it's very problematic. But I'm happy that I got that sample that I could do my little titty bounce mm-hmm. while my neck bounce. Go ahead. Um, so, hi, Aaron. How are you? What's just jam of the week? Hey, y'all. Um, <laughs> my name is Aaron. No. Uh, my song of the week is In My Blood by Shawn Mendes. Um, it's off his upcoming album. It's one of two singles he's released so far this year. Uh, I really love it. It, um, it. It's kind of about, you know, it 
to me, it sounds like it's about like depression, you know, and um, wanting to give up, but saying that it's not, it's he can't give up because it's not in his blood, and um, basically, it's like it's like saying like help, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm feeling like low, and you know what have you, and I really identify with it, and um, it kind of has like a sort of kind of rock vibe to it. I like it. I like Shawn Mendes, so um, I've been playing that song over and over, so that's my jam. So now I'm just gonna please put an FYI PSA that a lot of us had. Pop it, throw it back songs, mm-hmm. okay. and Aaron brought out Shawn Mendes, <laughs> taking us back to Disney Channel. Our shit is so oh. imbalanced. <laughs> all over the place when but, it comes to But songs. look, let's be clear here. I do like my, never mind, I'm, <laughs> next day. So like always, um, we love y'all. We see y'all every motherfucking Wednesday. Even though I don't feel like putting this shit out every motherfucking Wednesday, but Whatever. <laughs> Every motherfucking Wednesday, you can catch us um, right here. So don't go nowhere. Love y'all. Yeah, baby. Bye. Cause you knew that I knew that I knew that I'd call you up. Go around, go around, go around every party and tell us.